Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here's your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. Good morning, folks. Welcome in. It is Harvard Handicappers on Thursday, January 11th. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel flying solo today. Uh, busy day. Busy day. Um, to bring you a little bit behind the scenes, Zach, Kelly, myself, we got a VSIN meeting. This could be early in the morning, so got to knock this thing out. And speaking of Zach and Kelly, uh, neither will be here today. I am flying solo on a quick and short episode of Harvard Handicappers. Now, before we dive into a slate that is not particularly deep, but pretty interesting, Overall, I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about, as usual, what we saw last night because it was an interesting night in the association. And what happened last night does tie into what we're going to see today as we have a key team on the second leg of a back-to-back, but a big one in Minnesota. I uh, got to uh, hang out on the NBA League Pass bet stream for this one. An overtime victory, 127-120 to 120 for the Boston Celtics on the front end of a back-to-back. Minnesota, with a really good effort yesterday, uh, I would very much argue, of course, Getting this to overtime, actually had a lead uh, throughout the second half. Ended up blowing that because their offense kind of devolved into Anthony Edwards hunting for a shot uh, and Carl Anthony Towns being somewhat passive. But guys stepped up. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker hit a big three for them, and they, there was a pretty good effort overall. But for Minnesota to come in, second leg of a back-to-back with no Conley, no Gobert, and to push Boston the way that they did, it was a really, really solid effort. And it, it does speak to, I think, the takeaway how out of hand we do get sometimes with some of the injuries, right? Especially for a highly rated team like the Boston Celtics. Celtics got to as high as 11 and a half in this game. You know, I think it ended up closing 10 and a half, um, but ultimately never came close to really covering the number at any point in this contest at all. I think at least maybe they had a nine point lead, if I remember correctly, maybe in the first half, but never really came close to covering this number. As I mentioned, Timberwolves led throughout the second half. So it does speak to, you know, injuries are impactful, but sometimes I think, especially with higher rated teams like the Boston Celtics, you get a little out of hand with where the market goes uh, with the numbers for some of these teams that are taking on shorthanded opponents. So we'll see if uh, maybe we learn our lesson here, but it is a good, I think it's a good showing for a Timberwolves team that still has, as we've discussed here, some value in them uh, to win the Western Conference, but then to win the NBA Finals. Uh, especially if you're talking around still in the range of 20 to one, which is where we're floating around here for Minnesota, a very good team and an awesome effort for Minnesota. And just a quick note from last night too, um, just worth mentioning Toronto and the, and Los Angeles, uh, the Clippers Toronto uh, ends up dropping 120 points. It was a 126, 120 game. Pascal Siakam does not play and they still get over 120 points uh, in a game that ended up closing 11 and a half or so. Uh, again, another big number due to injury. And 
the team that is favored, not coming close to covering that number. It was a one possession game pretty much throughout, multiple lead changes. Clippers do enough to win the game. Uh, but I think the story here is um, Toronto in that, again, as this is something we discussed here, something I've discussed on um, many different platforms and, and in the columns, the market I don't think is really caught up still with how much different this Toronto team is offensively with this new roster construction. Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, Scotty Barnes, they all work really, really well together, and they really like to run. I mean, yesterday against uh, Los Angeles, and the Clippers do have some trouble guarding teams in transition, especially off of live rebounds. Uh, but off live rebounds again yesterday for Toronto. Added 3.4 points per 100 possessions. 43.3% of those plays led to a transition play, or those possessions led to a transition play. And while the efficiency wasn't necessarily there, only an offensive rating of 125 off of live rebounds, the frequency was there. And that is something that is going to continue here for Toronto. And frankly, I was surprised before the Siakam news, the market kind of resisted, pushed back on the thought that this game could go over. I ended up going over 237.5. The game closed 233.5 because of where Siakam ended up, which was on the bench. Uh, but the game flew over every single number. So just something really worth circling here with Toronto. Again, in the six games now that we have seen, 5-1 and one to the over, and they have surpassed their team total in all six contests. So until we start to, I, I think I'd argue, like, you know, a team that should be from a totals perspective, they, they should start to get priced like Atlanta and Indiana, and Indiana, like these teams that have these really high totals because of the pace at which they play, the efficiency with which they can have on offense, but the lack of defense this is going to continue to be kind of an angle that I'm going to be in on Toronto overs team total over, depending on what the matchup's going to be. Uh, because I just, it's pretty clear now that the Raptors have not really been priced accurately by the market from where they are at as a team when it comes to totals and the way that their games are going to be played and um, been pretty consistent on this moving forward. And as we look forward, I mean, look, they end their road trip. They're in the midst right now of a six-game road trip. They're at the uh, end of it right now. They got a day off today. Tomorrow they'll be in Utah. That's going to be an interesting situation, only because they've covered three games. We should note that too, right? Over the course of this five games or six games that we're talking about here, um, they have not really won. They're only three and three straight up, but they are five and one against the spread. So again, speaking to the market, not really accounting for you know how much better this Toronto team is um, and the pace at which they play. But it's going to be pretty fascinating. End of a road trip in Utah to see how this team responds after a day off. Because again, this is probably a spot uh, where you could get this thing over. But Utah has been playing very, very well, especially on defense uh, for them, and they're a very well coached team. Might be a spot to circle to play against Toronto on the side, but still an opportunity for the game to go over. Uh, all right, with that, again, it's going to be a short episode. There's not that many games. Recording this pretty early and by myself. You know, I can only blow V8 for so long before it gets boring for you guys. So let's talk about a couple of contests uh, before we move on to our first break. And um, let's knock out really quickly Brooklyn and Cleveland. For those who don't know, it's going to be early start time. This is also why I wanted to knock this out early. Uh, Cleveland opens up about a two-point favor, two-and-a-half-point favor, total of 227. Cleveland now laying three with a total of 225. Uh, this game unique, of course, because this will be played over in Paris. So nothing really – like we saw, of course, the Mexico game, right? And there was the altitude and the question of how this would work and all of that kind of stuff. And that was Atlanta and Orlando. That game ended up flying over. There's no real trends that I could find in terms of some of these Paris games. It is worth noting um, that the the Brooklyn Nets are are falling, and they're falling hard at this point right now. They have uh, won consecutive – or excuse me, I'll put it this way. Uh, they have won four games 
since December 8th. So it's been really bad. They've only covered three of those. So it's been extremely poor here for the Brooklyn Nets. And from a power rating standpoint, obviously, um, similar to what we're talking about with Toronto, but the inverse of that, which is the market is not really caught up with how bad the Brooklyn Nets have been over this span. And they are failing to cover numbers uh, by a decent margin because the market still has some resistance as to where this team should be rated given the returns at this point right now. But over this span that we're talking about for Brooklyn, 4-12 and 12 straight up, 3-13 and 13 against the spread, getting outscored by 8.8 points per 100 possessions. It has been very poor for them. And one of the driving factors behind this has been their defense. And it's it continues to be kind of shocking to me, to be quite honest, that a team that has the defensive personnel and 3 and D wings, a litany of them, that this team continues to be very poor. Uh, but over the course of these uh, 16 games that we're talking about here, Brooklyn, 26th in non-garbage time defensive rating, 122.6 uh, is that defensive rating for them. Very, very poor. And I mentioned not coming close to covering these numbers. Over the course of these 16 games, guys and gals, a negative 7.1 spread differential, or they're failing to cover by 7.1 points every game. And uh, that's, I'll let you guess, dead last in the NBA over this span. So pretty hard to not kind of look here in Cleveland's direction. I get that there is a an odd setting, given the fact that this is in Paris and you don't know how guys respond to trips like this that are really out of uh, the grand scheme of things. And Cleveland still without Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, but Cleveland still continuing uh, to operate at a really high level despite that. Very quietly maintaining their spot in the top six in the uh, Eastern Conference. They come in here, they won three straight, uh, and the best thing for them is they have um, they have been covering numbers, and that's a really good thing for Cleveland considering the injuries that they are going through. So really interesting spot. I know Kelly, uh, we should note Kelly is, uh, let me see, you can get the exact number at this point because our boys did send in some plays, even though I forced them to do it pretty early. Um, Kelly in on the Cavaliers here at minus three. So Kelly Bidlin in on the Paris game. Nothing from Zach or me on this one. Next up. We'll take a break, actually. Yeah, we'll take a break. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll take a break real quick. We'll come back, break down the last, the last four games of the card, and uh, it's a big one. It's a big one in Milwaukee, and it is the spot of spots. Can the Bucks take care of business here against the Boston Celtics? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Six and a half was the opening number. Total of 239 and a half. And now we're sitting at four and a half with a total of 243. It is the spot here. Uh, we learned, and I wrote about this today, you know, we learned just a week ago or two that scheduling losses are there, right? When you look at a team like the Boston Celtics who were on the road against Oklahoma City about a week ago, 
they beat Oklahoma City. Uh, or no, excuse me, they lose to Oklahoma City. Um, I was thinking this from the Thunder's perspective. The Thunder then go on the road the next day, playing their sixth game in nine days, third game in four nights. They take on the Atlanta Hawks. Market makes the Hawks about a one, one and a half point favorite. They lose that game outright, obviously. Don't cover that number. They had a chance to tie it because uh, the Hawks were screwing, the, screwing around there at the end. Uh, but it, it just goes to show that this is something, of course, in the NBA that happens. These scheduling spots can be very taxing on some of these teams, and Boston finds themselves in this one. It's not just the second leg of a back-to-back off of an overtime win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is the third game in four nights for the uh, Boston Celtics. More importantly, this is the fifth game in seven days for the Boston Celtics. And that's the part where you're looking at this and going, all right, I think the time is now uh, to play against the Boston here. So their schedule over the last seven days here, just to give you an idea of where we've been at, they played home versus Utah, blew them out 126 to 97. Played the next day in Indiana, 118 to 101. So there's two games there. Took a day off, played another one in Indiana. The next day after that, they, that was the one they lost with the foul at the end, uh, 133 to 131. Took a day off, came back home, played an overtime last night to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and then hop on a plane and head out to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks here. So the situation again, fifth game in seven nights, pretty tough for the Boston Celtics. Now, the Celtics have been one of the better teams in back-to-back situations, which could benefit them here. But given the overall situation, it's not very poor. But for those who do want to know, Celtics this season so far, with no rest, sitting at 5-1 and one straight up, 4-2 and two against the spread. So they've handled those well. But looking at this in terms of context, right, not all back-to-backs are created equal. This is one where you're going to circle the Bucs side. And uh, this is a spot where a lot of betters are going to circle the Buck side, including this podcast. F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. Yeah, super friendship play here in the Hardwood Handicappers era. Zach Cohen, myself, and Kelly all on the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, minus the four here against uh, Boston. Actually, four and a half, excuse me, uh, is the current number. I was looking at another one. We'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, but minus four and a half here with Milwaukee. And it's just one of those where I'm you know, willing to take this one on the chin if it, if it happens. But this is a tough spot for Boston. Milwaukee has been off for the last two days since losing uh, to the Utah Jazz on Monday. People might get turned off by that, but both Campaign and Damian Lillard did not play in that game against the Utah Jazz. And when you look at some of the numbers here for Boston, excuse me, Milwaukee, uh, when Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo both play together. You know They're an elite team, plus 7.9 net rating in those possessions, an average of 124.9 points per 100 possessions on offense. Their starting lineup has a plus 12.7 net rating per 100 possessions. So th- this is just one of those where you just play it. You got to play it. Um, the market did open six and a half. We saw that get pushed back down. Six and a half did seem, seem extreme. Uh, but now asking Milwaukee to win a game by two possessions against a team that's playing their fifth game in seven nights, even if it's the elite Boston Celtics. I think that's pretty fair. So laid it with the Bucks. So did Kelly. So did Zach. And we are off and running here in this card. All right, next up, Portland on the road against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder sitting is about a 13, 13 and a half point favorite. This number varies. So if you want to lay it, right, 12 and a half are out there. I'm looking at Circa. If you want to take it, there's 13 and a half out there and multiple other spots as well. Totals as high as 235 and a half, as low as 233. So again, you want to go over, 233 is out there. You want to go under, 235 and a half is out there. Now, looking at this one and giving the injury report as well, clean injury report for the Oklahoma City Thunder at this point, but it has not been submitted. This is the second leg of a back-to-back for OKC. So you're going to want to keep an eye on that. Uh, Thunder last night 
He took on the Miami Heat. Tough game. It was the end of an East Coast-ish road trip, right? Thunder aren't exactly like, you know, going east to west. Um, but a 128-120 win for the Thunder. Good win for Kelly, by the way. He was in, if you remember correctly, on the Oklahoma City Thunder yesterday. So we'll see if there's any rest uh, concerns. Would think that there isn't, uh, just given the fact that the Thunder are a pretty young team and haven't really been one to rest, guys. But uh, you could maybe see a scenario, and I know a lot of people like this angle, right? Team coming off of the trip, coming back home. I don't think, you know, the the old timers uh, used to think like, oh, you, you know, you got to take care of your woman and you got to take care of the bills because ain't nobody else doing it but you. Uh, I don't think that's the case. I think that in today's day and age, it's easy to take care of those things with technology and it's not as um, daunting, I guess, a task uh, coming back home after a road trip and missing out on some time. And these are young guys. I don't think you're like rushing home to right, greet the family, got to spend time like me and got to take them out, go skiing or whatever it is. No, I don't know if it does a ski. Does it snow in Oklahoma City? Do you have thunder or do you have a do you have a winter sports out there? I am. I'm not good with um, in uh, biomes, if you will, around the United States and generally in the world. So I, I think you're probably throwing that one out the window. For the most part, I guess you can make the case that coming back home and taking on Portland isn't the most thrilling thing in the world, especially before you head out on a West Coast trip. They got two games at home, the Thunder, Portland and Orlando, before they head out for a four-game swing, L.A. twice, Utah and Minnesota. So it'd be pretty fascinating there, but uh, didn't have anything here. And for the injury report for the Portland Trailblazers at this point, usual names, DeAndre Ayton's doubtful. Uh, Jabari Walker is questionable. Robert Williams obviously done for the season, so um, nothing really surprising on the injury report. It's actually a little lighter than it's been in the last few days, so uh, maybe a positive there for Portland. And for Portland overall, this is going to be a pretty interesting test for the Trailblazers because they had been playing somewhat better, uh, but they have kind of fallen off here. One and four straight up and against the spread in their last four games, or excuse me, in their last five games, and essentially in the month of January. And um, they have not been competitive, really, and they've been catching some big numbers. We're at Phoenix catching nine and a half, failed to cover that. Uh, in Dallas catching 12, failed to cover that. And actually, that was part of two consecutive games in Dallas, for those who don't remember. Get absolutely dog walks by the Mavericks in two games, one without Luka, uh, one against Brooklyn, going back to the right full circle. We talked about the Nets and how bad it's been for them, and then went to New York and got absolutely housed by the Knicks on the ninth. That was two days ago. So no real read here. Um, nothing really worth betting into. I will say, really quickly, last note on this, um, we did talk about, right, the Thunder heading out on this East Coast trip and saying, hey, we're going to get the answer to the market, right? Is the market going to price this team accurately? Is Are we going to get a swing? I mean, I should listen to myself sometimes because my thought was actually to play against them on this East Coast trip. Uh, Thunder 2-2 two and two straight up, 1-4, one 1-3 and, four, one and three against the spread on the East Coast trip. So speaks to what we were talking about. Um, not performing very well with bloated expectations, if you will, against the market. All right, next up on the docket, New York on the road against Dallas. New York laying three and a half, couple of fours out there with a total of 233 and a half up to 234 and a half. Um, this is a fascinating one again. And this is another one is where we've got some friendship. I don't know. I don't know how often you guys are going to get sick of that one. I got to find a better one. I like it. I'm a SpongeBob guy, huh? Uh, and friendship. Friendship matters. Uh, but New York and Dallas, I play that because Zach Cohen and I both here on the Dallas Mavericks catching four, total 233 and a half. And this seems somewhat dangerous, right? Because Luka Doncic is not going to play today. Dante Exum is out. Cleveland and Derek Lively are doubtful. Grant Williams is questionable. And I think that Zach and I probably have some similar analysis here in this game. But for me, right again, it's selling high here on New York. And for those who maybe haven't been keeping track of the Knicks, 
it's been pretty wild since they got OG and Anobi. Five and zero straight up and against the spread, a plus fifteen point six spread differential. Think about that; they're covering on average by just about fifteen and a half points per game. That is absolutely insane. That is blowing teams out. That is smoking your expectations. It has been wild to watch how good they have been in these five games. Now, I think you could argue that if you look at the level of competition that New York has faced up to this point. Uh, it's always impressive to cover by that margin, but you do have to take a grain of salt with what we have seen so far. Portland, Washington, um, at Philadelphia, that was a very good win. Chicago, and then Minnesota on New Year's Day at an early tip. I, I don't know. Like, again, New York, I think, is better, right? New York is much better. Um, and OG Ananobi fits perfectly with this team. But the degree to which we have seen this dominance, again, is something that I question. But when you get this dominance, you start to see the market really respond. And by the way, with OG Ananobi on the floor, they have outscored opponents by 24 points per 100 possessions. Or excuse me, they have outscored their opponents by 24 points per 100 possessions over this span, over these five games. And with OG Ananobi on the floor, they have a plus 20, or excuse me, plus 33 net rating. So all of these statistics, all of these returns have been absolutely crazy. But I, I think when you're talking about laying four on the road against a, a Mavericks team that is still a quality opponent, I think that's where you get a little strong here. And I get it. Luka Doncic isn't playing, but it's not the worst thing in the world. And Zach's brought this up a ton, and we have numbers to back this up too. But when guys like Doncic don't play or Kyrie doesn't play, you know, you start to bump up in terms of the personnel here on the bench. And there is more defensive-oriented personnel for the Dallas Mavericks in uh, along this bench and along this roster. Uh, for example, right, in the possessions with Kyrie Irving on the floor without Doncic, Mavericks are plus four per 100 possessions. They have a uh, 119.8 offensive rating, so above average across the board. Uh, their most uh, their most used non Luka Doncic lineup has a plus ten point two net rating. So again, positive returns on what we're going to see on the floor here today. And then, if you look at it, if you take both Doncic and Kyrie Irving off of the floor, very defensive oriented, and they only allow one hundred and eleven point seven points per one hundred possessions in those minutes. So this is, I think, something where I'm going to try to get in front of the train and push back on the market expectations. Zach obviously doing the same thing here. But with Kyrie Irving still on the floor and a more defensive-oriented personnel on the floor for the Dallas Mavericks, selling high on a Knicks team that's been blowing teams out, think it was worth it jumping in front of the train and grabbing four with the Mavericks here in this spot against New York. So see where the market goes and obviously see what the results are going to be. But a very fun game, and I cannot wait to watch what is going to happen later tonight between those two. And then last but not least, Phoenix on the road against uh, Los Angeles, the Lakers. Uh, this is floating around either. It, it's all over the place, right? Phoenix is laying one over at Circa. They're catching one and a half at multiple other spots. It's pick all the way in between. And I'm looking at totals on the board ranging from 238 to 236 and a half. So we're kind of all over the place right now when it comes to this one. And I will say that I kind of wanted to come in and, you know, Zach and I were texting about this. He agreed coming in on Phoenix in this spot against the Lakers. Just again, just playing against the fact that the Lakers, I just, I don't think they're a particularly good team. When you look at the returns of the last few weeks, Obviously, they won two straight, get a big win over the Clippers on Sunday night, uh, but barely get by Toronto as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I think the market's just a little too high still on this Lakers team, given the struggles that they are going through. And the Phoenix Suns, while you could sit there and say, well, they haven't been any great shakes, and they haven't. They haven't covered consecutive games. Ooh, actually, let me see this one. i got to scroll down. Let's see. They last covered – sorry, I got up on the mic there. Uh, last covered consecutive games. Let's see. Wow. November 22nd to the 26th. So there's been a long time coming since this team has covered consecutive games. And by the way, they're not going to if they cover today because uh, they lost last time out straight up and ATS 
against the Los Angeles Clippers. But all I know here is that the Suns are healthy and they're starting to build continuity. And I think that this is something where the more time we get with these three guys on the floor, the, the returns are going to be there. I mean, look at the Clippers, for example, right? Everybody was laughing at the Los Angeles Clippers um, because of the trade for Harden and the fact that they started kind of falling off. However, once you started to get more minutes, we see exactly what the Clippers are now. And not to say that I think that the Suns are going to become as dominant as the Clippers have been with their new big three, but it just goes to show that when you have your three best players and you build more continuity and play more minutes with each other, the returns are going to be good. And by the way, the statistical returns are there. Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant on the floor, a plus 26 net rating, an offensive rating of 140.3, and a very solid defensive rating of 114.3. So I think that if you're betting this, and I think the Suns are going to be the side here, and that's the only side that I would bet, um, it's the fact that this team is just getting more time together against the Lakers team that I think we know exactly what they are at this point of the season. So, um, yeah, that's it. It's a, it's a really interesting card today. I, like, I think today's card, even though it is very slight, has a lot of really fascinating contests and some good ones at that too. Boston-Milwaukee should be fun. New York-Dallas is going to be great. And then the nightcap between Phoenix and L.A. should be really, really good theater as well between some really solid teams that we're going to watch. So with, with that, we're going to be all done here. Again, ending this one, uh, make, keeping this somewhat quick. I uh, want to say again, really appreciate it as always. For anybody liking and watching and listening, uh, we're seeing, by the way, I am very much seeing the, uh, the, the reviews up on Apple Pods and others. So we appreciate the uh, somewhat kind words, very much so. And uh, before we get out of here, best bet recap. For me, Dallas Mavericks catching four and the Milwaukee Bucks laying four. Those two plays are the same for Zach Cohen. And then for Kelly Bidlin, Milwaukee minus four and Cleveland minus three. With that, we will talk to you tomorrow here on Hardwood Handicappers, folks. Good luck. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 